Hi, and welcome to Transparent with Tina. I am Tina Marks, your host. Today's guest is truly an entrepreneur. I, I really don't even understand how she does it all, but she does. And she's going to share her secrets of how she has accomplished so much in her life. She is the co-founder and CCO of Mindful Health LLC and Earth Echo Foods. She's a best-selling author of The Rise and her new book, Embrace Abundance. She's the founder of the Rise Movement, keynote speaker, high-level executive coach, fit- fitness and nutritional expert, entrepreneur, wife, and mother. Up next, Danette May. Welcome, Jessica. So nice to see you and meet you in person. Hi. Oh, are you are you talking to me, Danette? What did I say? Jessica. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so you know what? I'm not even gonna stop this. I'm going to I'm I'm this is gonna be part of the podcast. This is real. This is real because you know, right before I pressed record, I was telling you that my I'm scrambled right now. Like I am running in so many different directions. And so, you know what, it's called Transparent with Tina, so we're leaving it in. And I that's why I'm you know, talking about Jessica, who's your assistant. Welcome, Danette May. <laughs> <laughs> Get your head on straight, Tina. So anyway, so glad you're here. And I'm, I'm so glad that I'm gonna be having this conversation with you today because, you know, I think you're gonna have to remind me of certain things because I'm going through storm right now okay okay i would love to be able how to manage that because everybody that's listening wants to know uh how to how to navigate that right when it hits you all at once because for me everything is going either great or it's just you know it's it doesn't trickle it just pours so Mm -hmm. um let me just give you an introduction you're the co-founder and ceo of mindful health llc Earth Echo Foods, your best-selling offer of The Rise, which I am reading right now, and I love it. You've got a new book out, Embrace Abundance. You're a keynote speaker, founder of The Rise Movement, high-level executive coach, fitness and nutrition expert, entrepreneur, wife, and mother. Wow. <laughs> you know, I'm going to talk about how you balance all that in a little bit. But why don't we start off with how this all came about. Where did you start and what happened? I mean, I know because I'm reading the book because your book tells what happened. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't read the book, I want, I want you to share exactly what happened and to get you where you are now. Yeah, so I did share these messy truths in my book called The Rise. Um, but, you know, people hear these stories of these entrepreneurs or whatever coaches or whatever in these certain places, which I'm super grateful to be living this life that I get to proclaim in this moment, but it didn't always look like this. And truly my mess became my message. And I went through some really dark times um, where I was this girl who, you know, didn't have a terrible life, but I was definitely not living my purpose. I was definitely turning off my intuition. I was going through the motions. I didn't have a lot of friends. My friends was the religion I was in. I was in a marriage that I was completely shoving down the true essence of who I am um, in that marriage. And I was pregnant with my second child. And 
I was so good at turning off my intuition that when I was sitting alone with him, trying to feel him kicking and just having that mom time that you have when your, your baby's like moving in your belly, I had a strong impression to get up and go to the hospital that something was wrong because I couldn't feel him kicking. But when you're really good at turning off your intuition, what you do is you just get busy. And that's what I did. I got up and did the dishes. I did anything but listen to that uncomfortable truth. And so I found myself going to the hospital, having my son, and I didn't come home with my son. And this led me to unravel into a really deep depression and into a space where I always now say, but at the time I didn't feel this for sure. But now I'm like, it was in his passing that I had the opportunity to wake up Mm -hmm. because it was my rock bottom. I started to unravel just to where I was like, I don't care. I don't care now all the facades I've been putting on. I don't care that I'm going to disrupt some things because my life in my mind was shattered. Mm -hmm. My, you know, I was just this mom that wanted this son more than anything in the world. And so that's when I started to go, Whoa, what is going on in my marriage? What's going on in my life? Like, well, I don't even believe this stuff. I don't even want to live in this home. I don't even want to operate like this. Who am I? And that's when I started to really unravel the truth of who I am and how I wanted to show up and who I wanted to surround myself with and what I chose to believe. And that led me on a path of what I would call my personal transformation, my refiner's fire. It was not easy. It's not roses. It was, it's like sand, like a present wrapped in sandpaper. I know you say that in your book. I mean, I, I love your terminologies. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and also when you say uh, facade, because we've all been there, we all, you know, and you say you become, when you, when you were living a facade, you become a master liar basically is what what you 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 become you start to believe your own lies that's the thing you become so I can now sniff it out with other people I was this is how I was I was so unhappy in my personal relationship that I would tell everybody how amazing it was right? Because you're trying to convince yourself. Exactly. You're trying to convince (laughs) yourself of it, right? Exactly. Right. So it's like flip, trying to flip it all on its head when it's not the truth. And so you're just, it's telling yourself lies constantly. Yes. Yes, exactly. So at that point, you were a mother to your daughter and Mm -hmm. were you in, were you in a career at that point or- yeah, I was a personal trainer. Personal trainer so yeah. I was training clients one-on-one at that particular time. Um, I also had a gym. So I had, was a really successful trainer. I had really great results with people. It wasn't like that came out of thin air. I'd always knew about how training bodies. I knew a lot about nutrition. And I had started this gym through this other owner who was like, Danette, you're onto something. I want you to run this whole gym and all these trainers in it. So I was operating kind of in that world when all this happened. Okay. And when you say that you shut off your intuition, why did you do that? And and when did that happen? That, I, I mean, I can't pinpoint the day. I think it happened when I was a little girl. I think that anytime I questioned something as a little girl based off what my family believed or the actions they were taking, and they would tell me I was wrong, or I shouldn't question those things, and you're going to show up and do this, even though you may not, you're questioning it. That's when you keep turning it off, right? Because 
we, we do this without meaning to as parents all the time, trying to impose our beliefs, our ways of being onto our children. And every single one of us has been truly like imprinted on. And yeah. so it's, it was my journey to unprint that as much as I could and really go, who would I be without all my parents' stories or all my ancestors' stories? Right. And, and what, what does Danette really believe Exactly. What does Danette believe as opposed to what was imposed upon you? Absolutely. And, you know, your stories, I mean, I'm really getting into that this year of the stories that, you know, and and you talk about it in your book too, is that just, you know, we make up these stories to, I think for survival, a lot of the time, just Mm -hmm. so we can survive the situation. But let's say it's a story that you created when you were 10. Okay. If you're still using that story at this point in your life, and it's not working for you, maybe you needed to do it at at 10 to survive. But what I think we don't look at is we don't look at and say, that's not working for me now. And you know what, I am better able to, uh, I'm more equipped to handle the situation now. I'm not five years old. I'm not 10 years old, you know, because we're constantly growing and evolving. That's like the whole point. Right. So, um, so you, and, and, you know, another thing is when you said, when you, you know, your life wasn't bad. I mean, you had a great job and you had a probably a husband and family that most people like looked up to. And I, I wrote about this in my, in my first book was that, I felt guilty for not feeling grateful for this. I felt like a spoiled brat. I'm like, this yeah. is what most people would kill for, right? Yeah. And you're complaining. So that kind of shut that off too. Yeah. So yep. from so then, so when you went through that experience, what was the first thing? Was it was it the coaching? Was it because I know that you, you the first things that you said you, that you focused on were the three pillars, which is healing your mind with gratitude, practices, meditation, and improved self-talk. And then healing your spirit by listening to intuition and source and stepping in your full soul's uh, expression and healing your body with healing movements and then food. So like, did that all come like as an aha or did one start first and then you kind of integrated the other two or? Yeah. So movement, obviously, I mean, depression has a different scale, depending, you know, there's times when you feel depressed and you're having a bad day. And then there's depression that if someone like me were to be like, Hey, just go exercise the health depression. They're like, I don't even know where you're talking about. And I had gone from being that trainer that would talk about exercise and, and yes, exercise helps with those, the depression, but I also then had swung the pendulum of not leaving my house for three months, three months, which was a, a depression I had not even ever encountered before. And was like, I don't even know how to walk around the block let alone do a hit workout or go to a class. I just need to get around the block um, and shuffle my way. And, and it was really literally that walk around the block, as silly as it sounds, that it was the aha moment because it was in that shuffle. It was in that open air walk that my heart was cracking and I was able to literally express my emotion to feel it so deeply in that movement that I was like, it is movement that is going to heal me. It is the movement that heals everybody's soul, whether, and we're talking about fitting into pants and we're talking about punishing ourselves and working out when it's actually this tool for massive healing within ourselves. And so 
I started to just walk around the block. That literally was my form of what we'd call exercise. And I also had this depression, right? So I had brain fog. I had a little girl. So she was my why at the moment. And I I was like, I've got to figure out what I can do to get rid of this brain fog because I could tell it was in my head Mm -hmm. and I didn't know for sure what to do about it. I didn't think to go on antidepressants at the time. I just literally looked to food. And that to me was a beautiful gift that I looked to food. So I started researching about foods that no one really talks about because then we have all these legalities and marketing, blah, blah, blah. But it's true. There are foods that have been passed down from indigenous tribes that are all around and they have known factors to help with depression, to help with brain fog, to help with increased energy. And I was studying them and playing around with them. And I started to notice a huge difference in my spirit, my mental capacity. I started then studying about the brain and the, you know, truly how the mind works and how that affects your destiny. I started coaching clients that I had at the time. They were like, Danette, this is crazy. And that's where the dream started. That's when I was like, I can't be the only one. And I have this mess that I've like really have seen a difference in my own life. I need to bring this out to millions of people. And that, and I didn't know how to bring it out to millions of people, but I knew I needed to bring it out to millions of people. And that's really where the vision for the business started. And, and today we are, there's over 2 million people that have bought the programs over 500 million views on our YouTubes and our Facebooks. You know, I, this is so much bigger than me. We're all connected and we all have these moments in our lives. And I just showed up to deliver a message that it worked for me and hopes it would help someone else. Exactly. And, you know, I want to go back to when you took that walk around the block, because one of the things that you said in your book was one of the fears was if you ran into somebody and somebody said, well, where's your baby? Because they knew that you were pregnant, right? Yeah. That which mm-hmm. is a huge fear. And I'm going to say something that I've never said. I was thinking about it last night. Do I want to share this? Or I shared it in my book, but this is the first time I'm sharing it on podcast and I'm sharing it because we're all here to help one another. I mean, that's why I do this podcast. I'm not here to show the great sides of my life. I'm here to show the stuff that will help people. I accidentally killed two of my dogs and I know that shame. So it was the same kind of shame and it took me, then I've lost five immediate family members, that was harder than losing all five of my immediate family members, because it was the shame that I felt and for, you know, to forgive myself. And, you know, so I'm getting choked up and this was years and years and years ago, but I'm sharing it because you know what, did I, it's all about your intention. Was my intention to do, of course not. I mean, and I remember thinking there's people that leave their babies in cars and they forget and people like, how could you do that? That's what happened to me. The same thing happened to me. And it's like, you know what, when you're overwhelmed and this is another reason I'm bringing it up is because when we get overwhelmed and we're not thinking straight and our body's not in alignment and our mind's not in alignment, our spirit's not in alignment, all these things happen to us. And um, so, um, so you, so that's where you started and um, you know, you have five core values, you know, your honesty and integrity, ownership family, constant growth and empowerment. Do you want to touch on those just briefly? Cause those yeah, are, the- well, I, I think they kind of self-explain themselves. And I just want to say, I'm really glad you shared that story. I, I, I sense that someone's listening going, wow, I had shame around whatever the shame is. And it can be 
around anything like that, right? Where I did this, or I said this, or this happened, and some could be life, or it can be words, and you don't ever see these people anymore, because of the words or the things that happened. And I just think that that's going to be really freeing for people to go, you know, I can, I can talk about it. Cause it's, it's interesting. It's when we talk about it, that we free ourselves. That's exactly it. And our vulnerability. And that's why I love your podcast, how, because it's like, when we get to be vulnerable is when we get to heal. Absolutely. And it's so scary to be vulnerable, right? I know. Because, you know, I think judgment. to be vulnerable, <laughs> what'd you say? Judgment. We're afraid of judgment too. Right, right. And we're afraid of, of getting our feelings hurt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, of judgment. But, you know, it, it is so freeing. And for me, you know, locking things inside year after year after year, And then, you know, that's the reason I became a coach was because for me, it keeps me accountable and it keeps me in alignment, you know, um, and, and it, you know, I, I, and and I think a lot of people are, are going through life with a catcher's mitt on, as opposed to being the pitcher, meaning Mm -hmm. give first. They're like, I'll give when I get, and, you know, we have a lot of things backwards, backwards like that. Yes. I think it's really, really important to share first and to be of service first, because I think a lot of people are like, you know, I used to be like, well, I, I can't, you know, I can't even do all this, you know, that I'm trying to create in my life. I can't help anybody else. I'm barely staying in flow, but it's, it's, it's like magic the way that it works. If you just step aside and go, that's the first thing I say when I get out of bed, how best can I serve today? Use me however you see fit. And you know what, then it does all fall into place. It's, you know, there's challenges, obviously, but that is just key for me. So um, you have all these businesses. Let's talk about your book, um, Embrace Abundance. It's not out yet. You can pre-order it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually pushing people to pre-order. I think you being an author, you understand this. People don't understand why authors push pre-orders, but it, and why we give away the moon and the stars to a (laughs) pre-order, but we do because it actually pushes and ranks the book up to people who may not ever hear about it. And we guarantee enough books are put out on the, are stacked in Amazon are stacked at Barnes and Noble. So they're ready for everybody when they want to get it. So there's all these different meanings for why we pre-order, but I'm giving away a free ticket to a live event that I'm putting on. Um, when you pre-order the book. And when's that event? September 28th. And everything gets emailed to you. So you'll get your ticket, the information, what's happening at the live event once you pre-order the book. Where is the event? Well, it's going to be virtual. Oh, it is. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) And they go right to your website to pre-order. That's right. Well, you go to embraceabundancebook.com. Oh, okay. So you can't, you can do, can't you do it? I think I saw it on your You can probably do it from my website as well. Um, The the link's probably in there as well. But if you want to go directly to it, just go to embraceabundancebook.com. Okay. And then you're also coaching. Are you doing individual coaching? Are you doing group coaching? How does that work? Yeah. So I, it's so interesting how coaching came about because, you know, of course, I think what happens is for me in particular, I was, you know, I have all these women on my email list, right. And I was teaching about fitness and nutrition and, and obviously every program has a mindset piece and exercise. And I was realizing these women we're looking for deeper levels of coaching around what are morning rituals? What's this? How do I work on self-love? Like, what are these 
things around my relationship, communication styles for my relationship. How do I change my money mindset? So I, I was like, okay, I'm going to open up this group coaching for women. And that just exploded. So there's hundreds of women in this premium coaching and it's my favorite thing to do. And it's my simplest thing I do. So it's interesting how that's happened and people are transforming. So that's one form of coaching. But what happened is my businesses grew and I had three eight figure businesses, literally going from $47 to three eight figure businesses. I started getting these like CEOs and business owners that were $100 million or more coming to me and going, I know that you understand about self-sabotage. Some of them would work with me on self-sabotage when it came to money, because it's like, you think you hit a hundred million plus and you're good, you're golden. But the truth is, is every human has their glass ceiling. Like we look at these people that we think are doing so great here, but the truth is we're all human. And we have these triggers. We have these things that we are like, oh my gosh, I'm scared to lose the hundred million. Can you help me on that? Can you help me on my mindset? And a lot of these people that have a hundred million that I was coaching too, didn't have really great relationships. They don't feel loved and seen by their closest friends. They don't have a lover that they feel like sees them as a lover. They feel like people now see them as a success story or someone who has money and not for the essence of them. So really coaching them on those things has been um, really profound and then helping them go to that next level. So, cause you don't have to have just one or the other, you can have it all. You can have really profound relationships and a successful business and amazing health. Um, it's just really learning the steps and the keys and really more getting out of your own way in your mind. So working on your subconscious, you know, I think that a lot of people are a little afraid when it comes to entrepreneurship for a lot of reasons, you have Mm -hmm. to push yourself, you know, you go into the office and you know, you work for somebody else, they tell you what to do. It's kind of a no brainer. I mean, you still have to put the the action in and the work in, but for an entrepreneur to build something like you built like early on, I mean, so you had the fitness background and everything else, but um, what inspired, what, what kept you going to the next level to Did the money just start showing up? Did Tell me one of like the biggest challenges you had in business, like (laughs) fail a lot first, or did you just hit a home run right out of the bark? You know, my nephew, who's so cute. He just asked me the question. He's like, so how do you guys handle failure? And I'm like, we've never failed. (laughs) And my husband looks at me and I'm like, I think that's my secret. I never think I fail. I literally think of things as more of a pivot. I don't ever look at anything we've ever done over the years as a failure. Um, But I will share. So that's my first thing. It's only feedback. You're going to implement a lot of things. You're going to try different programs, products, um, a thing to capture people to get onto your list. And some things are take off and some things just give you feedback to pivot and try something different. So changing your mindset from failure to pivot or feedback, I think is also something I just inherently got, I guess, because I was like, I, we haven't failed. But then my husband's like, tonight, you're just wording it differently. You think about it differently. (laughs) Um, But I, there's a deep why for me, like I, there's something inside of me. And I think it's because of the pain I've been through in my life that I'm like, if I can help, and I tear up just even saying it, because I feel these women, like if I can just help one person understand their worth and their magnificence and have them step into it a little more than, then I'm happy. Like, I just want to be of service so much. And so that's always been my mission. And 
So for example, at the early days, we had two pennies rubbing together truly. And we were relying solely on Facebook to capture emails. We would give away a recipe. This is literally how we built our email list in the early days. We would give away a recipe through Facebook in exchange for their email. And then once we got their email, we would slowly give out. I mean, we would not slowly every day we'd give out content. We were constantly giving more than we were ever asking to buy mm-hmm. and just serving and serving. And I remember, and, and we were primarily on Facebook and then we were on Google. Right. And so this is how we built our, our email list, which is your bread and butter of a business. Mm-hmm. If you're online, <laughs> it's yeah. not your social media following, which a lot of people think. Yeah. Um, so I remember the day so vividly, um, my business partner came to me tears. Like I've never seen this man cry. And he's like, we just got shut down from Facebook. And he's like, and I was like, well, we'll just get back on with a different name. He's like, it doesn't work this way. He's like, we are shut down. We cannot get back on Facebook. They, and it was because we were in like fat loss fitness that, you know, you have to be careful. Now we're always in compliance and like have certain agencies making sure we're in compliance. At the early days, we didn't have money for an agency. We're just like doing our thing. Right. But because there was some stipulations, so they shut us down, meaning no ads, no profile. So you couldn't do a profile or run any ads. And he was like, this is our business. Like we're done. We're done. And I was like, and I don't know where this is in me, but there was not one moment that I was like, we're done. I was like, I bet we can find someone at Facebook headquarters. I know my intention. I know my heart. We'll find somebody. And he just was confused. He's like, I think this girl's in la la land, but I was convinced. Mm-hmm. And the truth is we did. We, we got a different credit card. We, we used a different name, but we also worked the system of talking to the Facebook. We got someone who was on the inside of Facebook, explained the situation. They got us back up on with our profile, back running ads. And honestly, from that day, we got shut down from Google too, which we got back on. But at the t- but when this happens, you it feel like, like your life. So it can feel like your life's over. I mean, well, your business is over. Your income's over, and, and we not that in your life. You got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but we've been invited to Facebook numerous times to ask us what we're doing, how they can collaborate with us to Facebook headquarters. So. Don't ever, don't ever think that it's like a done. It's just a, what, what's next? A, a, a no means next always. No means next. What, what can, where can we pivot? Right. And also, do you believe that everything happens for a reason? 100%. Yeah. And 100%. I think that's what keeps me sane because, uh, and keeps me going. I should say, I'm always looking for the lesson because there's <laughs> always a lesson to be learned. And you know what? I, I tell my clients this, I say, you know, when you're being really challenged, it's like a, a slingshot. The further back you're being, you know, like a slingshot when you bring it back, the further back you're, you're being pulled, the more you're going to launch forward. Right. You know, but if you're not looking for the lessons, then you're going to fall into maybe like a depression and give up. And I think a lot of people, and then that's what's really sad for me. And that's why I do what I do is because I want to inspire people too. I think the majority of the people are not living their purpose. They're not, they're existing. They're not engaging in life. They're not really, it's, and that is another thing that was learned, right? You know, when you're little, oh, I want to be a singer. I want, well, do something that makes money. Go be an attorney or this or that. So it's like, we do have to like stop and, and your self-talk, 
and you have to watch your, your, what, what your mind is saying and saying, no, that's not true anymore. That's not my story anymore. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's get into your products. Cause I absolutely <laughs> love cacao yeah. bliss. I've told everybody I quit coffee. I don't know how long ago, I think four months ago. Wow. Um, and then I saw cacao bliss and I ordered it and I have at least one cup a day. And it's to me, it, it's like, it tastes like hot chocolate. So mm -hmm. the whole reason I liked coffee anyway, I didn't really like the way it tastes. I would just make it like a milkshake anyway with creamer. And, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah you know, I didn't, <laughs> you like coffee. You like coffee with your cream, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and so this, I mean, not only is it a substitute, but it's a superfood. I mean, you've got turmeric in there. You've got Himalayan sea salt. Um, so that is just one of your products. I'm Tell us about your other products you have. Yeah. So... Well, I'll just back up a little bit because this is one of our massive businesses, right? That's doing really, really well. But at the time, I I was back in the day, and I still do this. People didn't know this. I would go, I was fascinated with indigenous tribes, fascinated with their wisdom, what they were teaching. And I would go places where no blonde hair, blue eyed ever would go or get invited. These are people that do not have websites. So don't even ask because I can't give you a website. <laughs> And I would get invited and sit in circle. And that's where I really learned about the power and the ancient wisdom of what's been passed on of raw cacao, in particular ceremonial great cacao, which is laid out the traditional way with the sun kissing it. And I realized that they didn't just drink raw cacao. Some tribes do, did or do, but they were there were some that were infusing with turmeric. Uh, coconut oil, which is MCT. MCT right yeah, I was doing um, the coffee before. Yeah, I lacuma, mesquite. They used a little bit of honey because it, there was it was a pleasurable taste. It wasn't like that raw, bitter, raw cacao taste. So they put honey, and so I was like, I, I drank it, and of course, I saw the benefits immediately. But I saw an, a benefit with adding it with an intention. And I was watching other things in my life manifesting as I would drink this elixir. And I started just sharing this formula with my followers, just telling them how to mix it up because I was mixing it up in my kitchen. I was playing around with the formulation and they were writing in just like unbelievable testimonials. So I went to my team and I was like, I know I'm supposed to bring cacao, this type of cacao with this formulation to the world. And they were like, you have no idea if it's going to do well, if anyone's going to like, because at that time there were no cacao products. What I knew as soon as this cacao product launched, there was going to be so many copycatters and there have been, and that's fine. When, did, I it was like, Jeanette, when did it launch? We launched cacao bliss probably like three years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've rebranded about two, quite not quite two years ago, but yeah, we had it out um, about three years ago. So I, you know, I just had this vision for it. So since then it was really just started with me honoring cacao bliss and bringing that to the world. And then since then, it's just like, my brain cannot stop. Like we don't have a formulation person. We, I am the formulation person. Really? People always ask if we have the, that person. And I'm like, it's me. Because scientist in the kitchen. I'm an alchemist. I love, I feel like the foods and the plants speak to me on what wants to be mixed and curated. I've always researched the power of superfoods. I've been like, that's, I'm a nerd. I spend my nights reading about superfoods and these ancient Chinese these herbs and different things like that. And so 
we now have, we have this golden bliss, which is not that original because it originated from India. So it's basically like turmeric. It's like a golden milk and it has ashwagandha in it and amla fruit. And these are all um, kind of more native to the Indian culture and so beneficial, like arthritis, memory, increased immunity, really delicious, different profile, right? So that was created. And then um, we have a new product that just launched called Island Bliss. Now, here's the deal. I know the power of like spirulina, wheatgrass, all the the greens that you can think of, and they taste kind of gross. Like I can slug them down because I don't mine because I want healthy stuff. I know if my mission is to help people that do not want to slug down a gross green drink, because let's be real, they're okay. You have to mask them typically in drinks. And a lot of times our kids won't drink them. Right. And so I worked a year and a half on this formulation and I think it is, I know it's the most potent, but I also think it's the most tasty and I need to send you some, it literally tastes like orange pineapple you can i just mix it in water and it has helped me with cravings it's about it balances your hormones it has the probiotics in it it's one serving of fruit and vegetables per scoop it's so dang good wow okay Um, and that's you just that's not hot you do that cold cold Mm -hmm. you can add it to smoothies but i drink it straight up and yeah we have tested it on little kids and they like it too straight up oh fantastic a year Wow. That's, that's a lot of dedication. Yeah. So you're going to send me that and you're going to send me the golden bliss too. Yeah. And we have a new product, but I don't think I'm allowed to say it. it's coming like in like 30 days. Oh, come on. I don't think I can say it. <laughs> you guys will, you guys will have to like stay tuned to my pages to yeah, know, but this one's an exciting one too. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah. you know what? You're also humanitarian. I mean, seriously, the list goes on and on. You, you donate like $5 million of your own money to people in need. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's not, that's, you know, it's kind of, I feel a little like, Oh, I don't want to like have someone say that, but maybe I will unapologetically because here's the truth. Like you and I are, we are each other. Um, every humanity, the trees, everything, we're all one. Like when we say this, like a, like a, car sticker (laughs) but the truth is is like we truly truly like how how can I not how can you not give back when you've been so blessed yeah like how can I not and if I see a need and I have the means I'm going to do something about it okay so but that's my next question how do you do all this you're a wife and a mother and you have all these businesses how do you balance it all because you know what I know that for me, that question, you know, I've, I've been a single mom since my son was five and a half months old and he's 17 now. And, um, you know, we all have a little bit of mom guilt, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, how, how do you do that? How do you, how do you keep it all balanced? Well, I do have to say, you know, one thing that I'm, I think I'm actually quite good at is delegating. Um, I have an amazing team. And I was never, even at the beginning, because I've worked with a lot of women in particular in the business realm who are like, I don't want to partner with someone, or I don't want them to have that percentage of the company, or I don't want to share those profits. And I'm like, you do you, you can choose your level of influence and skill, but unless you're willing to give out more, you know, give out some of the profits, 
you're not going to have a lot of less burden on your shoulders. So for me, I'm not afraid to hire really epic people and pay them for it or partner or percentage or whatever that is. And I, you know, right now we probably have 50 at this point, 50 full-time employees. At one time it was like 68, but I think we're like, okay, we can be a little bit more efficient people, (laughs) but um, I have a big team and I don't do this all on my own. I have to give us so much credit to the team that was built. It started with two of us, then it was three. And always I had a, a period where I had to get really mucky and work really hard, but then I would get really keen on, okay, I need to hire this out if I want to go this level, because I am now in the weeds here. So I would just constantly check off until I'm gotten to where I am. But um, team is amazing. And then I feel like for me, I really am good at uh, looking at, okay, what are the high level things that I need to do? And I, I coach people on this because I'm shocked that a lot of people don't do this. I literally make sure I feed myself first before I'm feeding the business. I'm feeding my kids. And what I mean by that feeding is energetics before I'm giving to anyone else. I'm always giving to me first. So I have a really tight spiritual practice for myself It's a Mm non-negotiable, whether I'm traveling, whether I'm on vacation, whether I have like a million things on my list that I'm putting on event, writing a book, launching products. I don't care. Like so many, that's where I see people crumble in that like spiritual feed themselves practices when it gets busy. But if you decide to sign up to be an entrepreneur, that's going to happen a lot. So you're going to be giving up that practice. And I've noticed that that practice has given me this connection to source where I can tap into manipulating and time bending of time. I can um, be hit with an inspiration of someone to hire or this move or this decision, which I wouldn't have gotten that hit if I wouldn't have that spiritual practice. So I think that that's been, you know, my visualization and that practice has been really what's helped take the business to the next level. So tell us about your um, spiritual practice, what do you, your morning daily routine? How do you, yeah. how do you, yeah, do I do, um, what I call soul writing and you can name it whatever you want. But for me, I get up before I know, um, everyone else in the world is getting up. What time and, do you get up? Well, like five, five thirty. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of my youngest was younger, like at the beginning of this practice, it was like she could smell when I was awake and would want to come out. Like, you know, when they're like five, they just want to be with you in those yeah. early morning. I don't know. I try to be so quiet and she could smell it. So any moms out there just know that that's going to happen. But um, I would, so some mornings were four 30, right? Five o'clock. Cause it seemed like she, if I was in between like five 36, she would know. So I would get up and what I do is either light a fire or a candle. So that lets me know there's a fire, there's an intention of fire. And then I have something nurturing, which usually for me is lemon water or some type of herbal tea. And that's just to go, Hey, I'm nurturing my pH about like levels in my body. I'm going to reset myself. And then I sit down and I open up my journal and I literally at the top, right? What would you have me know? Have you done this? What would you Oh, I journal, but I don't write that question. Yeah. What would you have me know? And you're basically your subconscious mind and you're in. Yeah. Tell me. And it's completely fresh and you just write whatever comes. Try not to overthink it. Try not to force it. Don't question it. Don't wonder. Cause I've written weird things. Um, Or now I'm more 
uh, used to this and more in tune to my intuition. So I might ask about a specific hire, or I might ask about a specific idea I have, or I might ask a question about what would be a good business idea that would generate X, Y, Z. Like I will ask around specific things now, but asking, what would you have me know, lets you tap into things with your children, tap into your own health, tap into your relationship, tap into everything, everything. Wow. Hey, by the way, with the lemon water, I just started putting the Himalayan sea salt in there. Yeah. You do that too? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. I actually like the way it tastes better. So, yeah. so yeah. that, and they do do affirmations and, and then gratitude call you throughout the day. You do that too. Yeah, absolutely. You're always going to say your gratitudes and affirmations. Um, I do meditate, visualize every day, but it might not happen in that time frame. I let it ebb and flow because sometimes people are coming down or my time doesn't allot for more. Sometimes I have more writing time, but I always do visualization, like seeing what I want to happen as if it's happening now. I really try to embody that, move my body, feel it, really envision the things that I'm setting forth and working on. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So what's next for you? so much. (laughs) Well, my new book, um, that's coming out. I have a live event this weekend with over 300 people at the four seasons in Denver. That's just happening in like, whatever, five days. Um, so that's new. And, you know, I got asked to be a host of a national show that's coming out for relationships. So that might be happening early of 2022. Um, we're still working on the contracts and all that, but, I'm excited for live, live events of really deep transformational coaching. I'm going to be doing that more often and just, you know, also without saying all the businessy stuff, I'm excited to get into nature more into myself, into stillness, to sip my lemon water a little slower to sit out and just watch the hummingbirds for the sake of watching the hummingbirds. Mm -hmm. So those are goals of mine to really soak in this beauty, this life offers that a lot of times I don't always notice because I'm busy. We're rushing. Exactly. And you know, one thing I've said before, I I think you'll probably agree or maybe you won't, but I used to feel like if I went faster, I'd get more done because I, I, you know, I'd feel like I wasn't getting even what I was getting done during the day when I was going faster. But what I found is that when I slow down, I actually get more accomplished. I know it sounds really kind of crazy, but you know what? It, you, I slow down the pace and it's like everything does get done instead of me pushing it and forcing it because that is a way of resisting by, yeah. you know, and just letting it be. So yep. three, uh, three takeaways. Yeah. <laughs> Put you on the spot here. Oh, three takeaways yeah. right now. Well, okay. Three takeaways. I truly think that you should come up with non-negotiable. Um, actually, it's funny that you say three. I have three to five non-negotiables that I do every day. Well, then do, do five. You want to do more than three. <laughs> <laughs> well, you choose your own. Everyone gets to choose their own. But I have this saying, and it's in the Rise book. The small hinges move big doors. And it's not my quote, but it's one of my favorite quotes. And it's like, can you think of three small things you can do every single day that will open the door of opportunity that will open and shift things in your life? And so for me, one is always something green every single day that I consume, something that's living and vibrant and green. Obviously, it's been Island Bliss. 
um, lately, but it could be anything if you choose it. So choosing something nurturing and green and fresh every single day. The second one is a non-negotiable getting out in nature. That nature reminds me of that impermanence of everything gets done at its pace. Exactly. And that fresh air, that connection, that unity is game changing. So rain, snow, shine, wind, whatever, I'm out in nature. And then the third one is affirmations. For me, the most powerful words we have is I and then am. I am. I am. Mm-hmm. And they are God words and they are, they have power. So use the, use that power. A lot of people are doing, I am tired. I am not enough. I like, am stupid. I am weak. I am sore. I am. Uh, and it's like, be so, so careful. We already know the studies and the powers of words on food molecules. You are food and molecule. You are made up of 70% of water. Use those words, I am, to your advantage and really take back your power. So that's what I do. Absolutely. And the first step in that is just becoming aware of what you're Mm -hmm. thinking and the words that are coming out of your mouth. And what I tell my clients is when they say that, then neutralize that thought with I am and to cancel that out because, Yeah. yeah, perfect. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on this show. I'm so excited to finally meet you. I knew this. I know. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. And I I hope you're feeling better. I know those days when you're just like, I don't know what's up and what's down, but I'm just going. And I just want to send you all the mojo because you're showing up. Like you're showing up. You serve from your heart. And I love as a coach, how vulnerable you are. And the fact that you're like, I'm a coach and yet I'm vulnerable enough to tell you the things that are not perfect in my world. To me, that's a more powerful coach than someone who's just touting all the good and someone who's not willing to show up as a coach because they're not perfect. I'm just, I'm in awe with your vulnerability. Aw, thank you. And um, right back at you, Danette. You're just such a pleasure. And again, go get, go pre-order your book at the website again embraceabundancebook.com.com perfect and uh order the products on her website which you ju- i just go to danettemay.com yeah you can go to danettemay.com yeah all right well i i'm gonna have you on again after i hear about this new product and okay we're, we're gonna talk about that <laughs> so thank you everybody for joining us um if you haven't subscribed to my youtube channel please do so it's tina marks tv and if you haven't downloaded my podcast please do that as well And we will see you all next week.